I, I want to start off by giving you my subject for this afternoon's service. Uh, it will be along these lines of the text. It will be taken from Deuteronomy chapter 28. Uh, we'll begin at uh, uh, probably the first verse. Uh, if I change that, the Lord changes that. That means the Lord changed that. Amen. Uh, uh, so I just want you all to know that. Uh, I'll explain it maybe a little bit later. Uh, the subject will be today, I'm living my blessed life. Uh, tell your neighbor, neighbor. I'm living my blessed life. Amen. But it'll be since it's taken from Deuteronomy, and I'll, I'll attach Exodus to Deuteronomy later on today. Exodus chapter 16, we went back and I reviewed in my mind chapter 14, chapter 15, uh, what the Lord had done for Israel that brought them to chapter 16. Uh, the Lord uh, really was good, isn't he? Uh, we've come to the chapter 16 and find them between uh, Elam and Sinai in the wilderness of sin or sign. Uh, it has no relation to a violation or a transgression. It's just the name of uh, the, the, the wilderness, the desert place where they were, all right? It just so happened to be the name of a desert place where they were. Just some observations, and then I'll, 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 I'll go into my seat shortly. But I noticed uh, that the Lord had provided in the end of chapter 15, uh, the, the children of Israel had come, they've been complaining since they left Egypt. Let me say that again. They've been complaining since they left Egypt. Uh, unlike the demonstration where they were just crying because they had a legitimate beef, uh, like the children, you know, they were children and so uh, the parents, you know, they wanted to satisfy them uh, because they had a need. There was, a, there was something that appeared to have gone lacking. Uh, here they just complained. Uh, they even used the words, my goodness. Uh, in the third verse, uh, what to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, and that's something, how the audacity to say, I wish God, Lord, just would have just killed us in Egypt. I, I, I mean, you know, there are some things when folks say make you cringe. That's one of my cringe moments. How can they formulate in their mind and then to audibly express, you know, sometimes stuff into your mind. He said, wait a minute, let me rebuke that thing. Uh, that thing ain't even right to think about. But, but not only did they let it enter their mind, they also expressed it verbally. Uh, and their complaint, they, they were so-called complaining against Moses and Aaron. Uh, but in fact, they were complaining against who? They were complaining against God. Remember, it was not Moses that brought them out. Are y'all hearing me? I know we give Moses credit uh, for a lot of things, and he was a meek and humble man, in which he deserves uh, a good deal of credit, uh, leading that many folk uh, and, to, and to hear uh, that many complaints. Are y'all hearing me? And those complaints were directed toward him. 
but knowing there's nothing I could personally do about the situation. Are, are y'all with me? Uh, it was not the Moses who uh, brought down those plagues. It was the Lord. It was not Moses uh, who parted the Red Sea. It was the Lord. It was not Moses who dried out the ground for them to walk through. It was the Lord. It was not Moses who had a pillar of fire between the Pharaoh's army and the, the Hebrew people uh, as they were being chased. It was the Lord. It was not the Moses who led them by a pillar of cloud for them to be led at the same time while there was a pillar of fire in the rear. Can y'all help me? Uh, in other words, the Lord had their front and their back at the same time. It was not Moses that uh, that brought the waters back together, that drowned Pharaoh's army. It was not Moses when they got thirsty that the Lord provided sweet water even in the midst of a bitter situation. It was not Moses that provided 12 wells of fresh water in Elam. It was not Moses that brought, provided those palm trees. Moses wasn't even there. They were there when he got there. So they had to realize it was all God's leading. It was all God's leading. Uh, so they were complaining against the Lord. But now, how we get to verse 4, chapter 16? Then the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread. Y'all see that? I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather certain, a certain rate. Y'all hear that? A certain rate every day. A, 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 an amount every day. All right, and I'm doing this that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or way or commandments. Are they going to obey it or not? They're going to do what I say, how I said it or not. I'm going to test them. Now the Lord knows what's going to happen. But sometimes folk are quick to say, we're going to do what God say do, but we're going to find out what's really in their hearts. To see. We need to see where we are whether we're going to obey him or not. God knows, but we sometimes say, I'll obey you. Okay, I'm going to test you and see if you're going to do it like I say, uh, do it. And, uh, but, but I notice here, did y'all notice? I, probably, I thank God that, uh, you know, the job of God has already been taken. I said, I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord can handle being God and don't need my help. Hallelujah. If it was, help me God. If it was me, I, I know within my flesh there's no good thing. If it was me and I had all of those folk complaining, uh, they said the whole congregation, I'm sure there was a, re, a remnant and that would just kept their mouth shut. Uh, but, I, but if it was me, Sister Anderson, all those folk complaining, I, I, Sister Anderson, I probably said, listen, I, I, I think since I'm capable uh, of starting over again, I think I'll start over again. I'm sick and tired of y'all complaining all the time. Since I brought, I heard y'all when y'all were crying in Egypt. Y'all said how bad it was, and it was bad. They wouldn't even let you serve me while you were in Egypt. You ain't had no flesh pots to eat. You ain't had no red lobster. That is, you ain't telling the truth. They, the taskmaster put so much on you. You ain't have all that time that you were just chilling. 
I'm going to start again. I ain't, I, I'm getting sick of complaints. Don't y'all get sick of complaints. Help me, Lord. But the Lord, you don't even see where he is even rebuking them. He just tell them, right, even though you have uncertainty, you don't know what's going on. I'm going to show you again. Because it ain't been but about 45 days since I, I brought you out and you were just dancing the other day with a tambourine. How good you've gotten it. So you remember the 12, you remember the 10 plagues, you remember all that, what I've done, what God has done. This ain't no surprise to you, but God is not even being sarcastic. He helped me, Lord. He said, just tell them I'm going to send bread from heaven. They're learning to be God's people. Are y'all with me? As new, as new believers, uh, we've learned, uh, I said as new believers, we've learned to be God's people. And so, so notice how the Lord is really handling them, kind of like the demonstration was, how he's handling them almost like babies. As young, young children who's learning, there's no re, re, listen, but I'm going to test them, however, but I'm going to train, so I'm going to show, so he's going to, I'm going to tell them how I'm going to, I'm going to provide for them, I'm going to prove them, and, and it shall come to pass on the sixth day. Notice, I'm going, to, I'm going to provide for you day by day. Gather enough, as you notice in the later verses, gather enough. I got, I need, you know, what I eat per day, well, it may not be completely accurate, but let me explain. What I eat per day may be a little bit more than what Shamar eats per day. Uh, Shamar, stand up here with me for a moment. What I eat per day, you said a little quail. Uh, Corey said what, what, what Christian or William might eat, but I don't know. I've seen these brothers downstairs eating those grilled cheese and that chicken. And uh, these jaws kind of getting a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so under normal circumstances, what I eat per day may be more than what he eats per day. But I don't know, those, uh, that bread from heaven, that, that, you know, those wafers, sweet as honey, he may eat a few more than me. Particularly since I got sugar diabetes, help me Lord. <laughs> Uh, they were sweet enough I didn't need any syrup to put on it. Uh, but I don't think it would give me high blood pressure or anything like that because it's manna from heaven. I don't think it's going to... If I do it God's way, it won't even make me sick. Help me somebody. Because I'm going to get enough that he can eat. So I have a family of six I got grown men in my house. So my portion may be a little bit larger than somebody else's portion. And they ain't supposed to be looking at what I'm gathering because they ain't gathering for my house. They're gathering for their own house. And since they get, so don't look at what else on my plate and on my table because the Lord has provided for your table. All right, but just gather enough for, you know, and, and so that's in the morning. And in the evening, you're going to have flesh to eat too. 
so the Lord got out. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. He provided breakfast in the morning. Better than a happy meal. And then dinner in the evening. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? And so, but, but, but let him know that only gather enough. But on the sixth day, you're going to gather enough for two days. Because on that seventh day, you're just going to. I like that. You're going to rest. But what's in your, during your resting time, you ought to be saying, you know, look at how God has provided every day. And then on today, I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to think about the Lord all day. Oh, God, help me. I'm just going to meditate and worship. I'm going to spend some time with the Dixon family. It's just, we ain't going to be, we just going to, she's going to express how good God is. I'm going to tell her how good God has been to us. And we're going to share that with somebody else. They're going to share it back with me. We're going to make ourselves happy in the Lord. Help me, God. Amen. And uh, the Lord, so he told them what he was going to do. No rebuke. All right. But notice how he kept mentioning uh, murmurings and murmurings. The Lord heard your murmurings, what you murmured. And he's going to respond to your murmur. We're going to come. I need y'all to come together. The Lord need to see y'all. Y'all need to come together. The Lord's going to address your murmuring because you've been murmuring too much. And, and, and you know, he kept using that. Has, has, I want you to get it. To, uh, he wanted to get it in our spirit that we got to stop this murmuring. That word should not even be in the churches or in, in Israel's vocabulary. Uh, and we got to be careful that we don't let our dissatisfaction of what we what others have or what we thought we used to have. And what, what I think this, the, the, talking about good old days, staying, staying in the 60s, listen, or the 50s. Listen, I know God was good then, but he's good right now. I said he's good right now. I don't even want to go there today, but I, I feel like it. Uh, you know, he's good right now. You know, uh, and so uh, he's good and, and, and he moves on. He addresses them. So he doesn't, he doesn't rebuke them at, at this point. So he shows, he tells them, I heard them. But now they're learning. They, they're young. They're they going to get to know me, and I'm going to show myself. So, so may, maybe they feel that uh, they hadn't seen the cloud, and maybe they feel that I've abandoned. I want them to see the cloud again and let them know I'm with you always. Even when you don't see me, I'm with you. Even when you don't see me, I'm yet providing for you. Even when through uncertain times, I'm yet there. Sister May, you may not see and feel that he's there, but he's there. And all you got to do is look back over your life and see where he's brought you from. You'll realize he's, he never left. And the only reason perhaps that, that it feels like he's not there, maybe I left him. But the Lord don't hold grudges. If he had left, he said, come on back home. Praise God for Jesus. And uh, he, uh, but so I, I tell, he tells them, the whole girls is, I'm going to, but then he said tomorrow, in the morning, right? And so in the morning, they noticed there was a, uh, some frost in the air. 
And when the frost dissipated, they looked down and there were cakes of wafers and all around them. I told you what I was going to do. Now I'm showing you what I just told you. That ought to tell us something. Right? In other words, God is showing you, I am true to my word. If I said it, it's going to happen. So the next time, tell somebody, the next time you face some uncertainty, you can realize that God is yet faithful. So if God says it, all you got to do is just wait on it. Oh, help me somebody out. So you got to have some patience. Huh? You got to hold on because it's going to happen. Do you trust God? We're learning. You see what I'm saying? What is faith? Taking God at his word, right? Right? Taking God at his word. Now, without faith, it is. Now, here's the danger that we get in. When we continue to keep. All right. He, he told us. He showed us. And then daily we still, we, we just ate this morning for breakfast this morning and now we already wonder, we can't even get into the Sunday school, can't even get into the services worrying about what we're going to have for dinner. Now that's doubt. That's the kind of disbelief that God hates. That's the kind of rejection of God that leads us to hell. Are y'all with me? I've, I'm, I, go, I went there. Because if we have faith in God, that's the difference between not, listen, we're talking about fallible men. Abraham, Abraham, Moses weren't perfect, but they believed God. This is the type of faith that we have in Jesus Christ for our salvation and for our eternity. You see? But because of their disbelief, they, that means we don't trust God. We're looking for a way out to choose something or someone else to worship and to serve. Even to the point of our jobs, God, you can't take care of me day by day. So I'm going to go to the extra mile. I ain't got time to worship. I got only time for myself to make more money. Come on, we got to tell it like it is. That kind of doubt will lead us astray. I've been, been, been looking at this real careful, Sister Walker, is that sometimes we are developing idols in our lives. I said we're developing idols in our lives because we fail to trust God because we want to have more than enough. And we're seeing what others have. And we want to ascertain to another degree in material things when the Bible says, when you have food and raiment, be therefore content. We're not satisfied. We're not satisfied. But, 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 but listen, but if we just learn from this text, God is faithful even when we are living in uncertain times. And, and, and I come to tell the church, that's part of my job, y'all, is to let us know we got some uncertain times facing us ahead. Amen? But the encouragement is God is faithful. Amen. If we can hold on to that 
believe that and receive that and walk by because we walk by faith not by sight if we can learn that we'll make it all right but if we don't learn it I, I got to give you both sides and so so many falling by the wayside Lord help me to stand amen